Hi, I'm Marilyn and welcome to my Lead Your Day show. Casual chats, interviews with inspiring people and lots of teaching with an inside out approach to not just building your own business, but being the leader your world is absolutely a craving to follow. In a nutshell, I teach entrepreneurs to lead and that starts with leading your day. In this episode, I talk about that question that so many people have, how do I get clear? How do I get clarity over what I should be doing next? I spent, well, wasted probably a lot of my 20s and 30s asking, what am I doing with my life? What's my calling? And that lack of clarity led to a lot of frustration that I didn't need now that I know what I know. And yeah, things are always clearer in hindsight. And I know in 2010, I went through a pretty major life change. My marriage broke up and I moved countries back home to Australia from England. And I had that excited feeling of, a, well, a new beginning, you know, that feeling we had when we left school that the world, world's our oyster and we could shape our future. Where would, I, where would I go next? But I was stuck, stuck in my head. I couldn't get clarity over what to do. I knew somewhere deep down I wanted to start a business or do something from what I could create, but I had so many ideas. I didn't know what to choose or what to do first, and I was full of self-doubt. I didn't have the clarity, so I spent, honestly, nearly six years searching for it. And it wasn't until I paid for yet another $2,000 program, this time a 12-week one, And it wasn't until I paid for yet another $2,000 program, a 12-week one, but it had coaching attached to it. So we would split into small groups with a coach attached to us. Now, this program has since moved on and they don't attach coaching anymore. They've pulled it out into a a $15,000 program. Uh, But when I joined, it was included and I thought it was amazing. And what it did was it got me online, starting my online business in a hurry in that 12 weeks, like a fast track program. And suddenly after about week eight, I sold a spot in a course, an online course that I hadn't even written yet. Wow. But I was away. And if you've done the productivity cure or any of the training with me, you'll know that I have developed this level system of business. Now, it's not a hierarchy, but it's a phase that you go through from one to five. And so what I did is I jumped from level one or phase one, which was not even knowing what your business would be, but having a desire for it to, to phase two, which was making your first sale. I did it very quickly. I did it fast tracked. And the reason was because after spending all those years trying to figure out what I should be doing, seeking clarity, and in a few weeks, I took action and not only started, but I'd made my first sale. Now, it was 198 American dollars, but it was to a stranger, not a friend, not a relative, someone I didn't know. And it gave me sudden clarity. And I realized it didn't really matter what I taught online because I was naturally a teacher and a coach and I had a heart for for that. But I realized I wanted to build my own business, definitely. And that was my calling. Once I had the peace around that, it all started to come into place. 
Now, over the last few years since I've been building my online brand, Marilyn.com, I have shifted and been flexible and, well, I started out helping others to find their, their calling the way I had. Oh, and as an aside, that's the course I'm going to refresh and do as an open workshop. What's your wow? That's the name of it. So I'll be doing What's Your Wow 2.0, but I haven't quite decided on the dates yet. So stay tuned and uh, you might be a part of it. Now, that this was really exciting. Well, I documented my journey to get that clarity over my calling and my business has morphed from there. My online uh, personal brand is morphed from there, but it's always been from a vision to inspire leadership, internal leadership. But you know what? What I'm doing now, I realized I always wanted to do. But here's the problem. Here's why we don't often have clarity. Now, the real enemy is that we actually do know deep down. And some of you are probably going, no, Marilyn, I I just don't know. I just don't know. But I challenge you. We actually do deep down. We do know what we want. But what is stopping us getting it from our heart to our head and being able to articulate it is fear. And there's a number of sources where that fear comes from. I'm going to cover that in today's episode. I'm going to share a few sources that are close to me. I think you'll relate to these as a lot of women especially struggle with these things. Now, the first one is permission. I had a desire to start a brand that would teach people, women in particular, how to be leaders not in corporate, but in life and in business. But I was waiting for permission for someone to tell me that I could do that. Now, of course, I wasn't conscious of that at the time, but I was waiting for permission to be successful and go for my dreams. Now, as I look back, I could see how it happened. I could see how well-trained we were at school to ask permission. Now, I was raised in a religious home and my dad was a heart maker, so I was also trained to be a goody-goody and I was trained to do the right thing at all times. So that meant I put my hand up an awful lot. I was not one of those kids who spoke out first without asking permission. I put my hand up dutifully and I'm always asking for permission to speak, permission to speak, permission to go to the toilet, permission to leave the room, permission to sharpen our pencils. We are trained from this young age to ask permission. And yes, it does produce well-mannered kids, but what is it doing to our souls, especially for women? Now, we've been trained to ask permission to do almost everything in life. And you have to remember that the traditional school system was set up in the Industrial Revolution to take care of the workers' kids so that their parents would be more productive and to create an obedient generation to go and work in the factories and the mines as a result of all that came out of the Industrial Revolution. Before then, education was taught at home. Now, if you were wealthy, you had a tutor. Before then, education was taught at home. And if you were wealthy, you had a tutor. We are so used to education being institutionalized, but we forget that the real reason why it started was to train up good workers for the workforce. So where does that leave us if we are wanting to be entrepreneurial and own a business? It means a lot of us have that residue of needing to ask permission. And you see it this way when we question, can I really do this? Can I really be successful? Am I allowed to do this? So you can see that the system baked this permission twist into us. 
Also, there's the patriarchy system. And I'm not talking about men versus women because, well, patriarchy affects both sexes. I'm talking about patriarchy that taught women that we, well, we couldn't have our own bank accounts or our own property or do our own thing. We had to ask permission from our fathers or our husbands. Now, some of us come from cultures where that is ridiculous. But a lot of us were raised where that was the truth only one to two generations back. Now, some of us come from cultures where that is ridiculous, but a lot of us were raised where that was the truth only a couple of generations back. It was the norm 50, 100, 200 years ago. And women that were starting their own businesses were often seen as rebels. And going back even further, if you had a sense of spirituality or enlightenment, or even if you had a leadership capacity, think Joan of Arc, you were, well, what? (laughs) Burned at the stake. So we carry this in our cells, our DNA, our human biology, and this is real. So having clarity is hard to get if deep down you you have a permission issue about your dream. So having clarity is hard to get if deep down you don't have that permission to own your dream. So you can perhaps understand that clarity will come to you if you give yourself permission. And when you can do that, clarity floods in. Now, the second area where clarity is blocked, as far as fear is concerned, is not trusting the unknown. Because it's very scary not having certainty. And often we do know what we want, but we still say, I don't have clarity. But we do. We're just scared of the unknown, the uncertainty. But there's no clear path. We don't know the outcome. And wrapped in that is both fear of failure and fear of success. Because what will that mean if we... We do what our dreams are calling us to do. And because we don't trust the unknown or can't trust the unknown, we mess that up with clarity and we think we don't have clarity. But what we're actually looking for is certainty and they're two different things. And then the other area why we think we don't have clarity when we actually do is because we are not allowing ourselves, it's allowing a word again, but we're not allowing ourselves to desire or we're not allowed to own our desires, especially girls. Now, I know intimately those, all those three things, not having certainty, not having permission and not owning my desires or thinking I wasn't allowed to desire or I had to have something that I didn't really want. And part of that came from that saying of be thankful for what you've got or be grateful for what you've got. I didn't think I was allowed. And again, this is a very woman thing, a feminine thing. We are not allowed to have our own desires. Go back a few centuries and even in cultures now, women were used, and especially in wealthy classes, as collateral. It didn't matter what we desired because we were collateral. We were traded. We were sold off in marriage. And we accepted it as just part of the system. But what it did was cause women to have a problem with desire. Now, I love the work of Danielle Laporte. She talks about desire a lot. She's got some great work there. So go check her out. So where are you with birthing desire? What do we want? What do you want? Because deep, deep down, you do know. It's just you either have a permission issue, a trust issue, or a desire issue. So apply those. Think about those. I'd love you to sit with that. Is it a permission issue, a trust issue, or a desire issue? Think of all those three things and see what comes out. Ask yourself the question, 
do a bit of journaling or go for a walk in the forest or the bush or a park or just sit and be mindful. Ask yourself, what do I desire? What am I not giving myself permission to do? And what am I not trusting? What is unknown that is scary? And what uncertainty is there that I'm finding hard to embrace? Because there is no certainty in life. There is absolutely no certainty except taxes and death and change. Okay, so moving on to the second part of this episode. And I told you I'm going deep on this one, hey? Now, you hear this all the time. So many teach this, that the only way to get clarity is through action. And you better believe it's true. It's absolutely true. Now, I shared a story at the start of how I was trying to figure it out all in my head and on paper for about six years, then being pushed into taking action and starting my own online business without overthinking it. And before I knew it, I had clarity or the start of clarity anyway. And clarity is not something we always fully get because we're always repositioning, always morphing, always growing, always going deeper and going to new heights. All we need is the next few steps. All we need is really just the next step. What do we do? What is the next right thing to do? Now, I've shared this before, but one of the biggest lessons or insights or wow moments or aha moments that I had was a mentor saying a few years ago, when you start your business, the first few years are all about practice. It's an experiment. And oh my gosh, was that a big moment for me to hear that. Oh, a, a moment of relief, actually, because when I started my online brand, you know, now I was self-employed for many years as a consultant, but the clients were pretty guaranteed. So it was very, very different. But when you start your own online brand with your own name attached to it, then there are all sorts of self-doubt gremlins that come out and you kind of think, well, I've got to, this is it. It's got to be it. I've got to make it successful. And when you don't make six figures in your first month at your first launch, we get discouraged. But if we treat it as an experiment and as a practice, then that gets us in the right mental place to succeed a lot faster. And as an aside, that's why my Lead Your World program, my Lead Your World Entrepreneurs program is longer term support than just six weeks or 12 weeks, because you need someone's hand to hold and you need peer support while you're in the practice phase, that experimental phase. And I see this all the time. Now, I was a contractor for someone who is quite well known who sells online courses. And I see, yeah, this message of, come on, yeah, an online course is absolutely the way to go. And I see students diving in, building their first course, and usually it would fail the first round. Well, in their opinion anyway, because they'd make one sale or three sales or zero sales. And then they're left with that, well, what do I do now? And they're left feeling like a failure. Whereas if someone had said to them at the outset, aim high, but realize that the best bit about this phase is the learning curve you're going through, because this is a practice and you'll probably shape this a completely new direction, but you need to keep going until you, you get that success and those goals that you have. But by then you've finished the course on how to do courses and you're left in a Facebook group of others who are exactly in the same position and you don't have that support and direction. And so it's important in order to keep you on track and remember that it's practice to plug into some kind of support program, not just a do-it-yourself course. So to summarise, we've talked about the real enemy and fear. And I've talked about practising and letting yourself fail to get clarity. Now, the third way to get clarity is, you're going to laugh at this one, 
pull it out of a hat, literally. Now, I often say this to passion makers because they are usually multi-passionate people who bounce around, uh, who can't choose between passions buzzing in their heads. And the worst thing you can say is, I'm going to start three businesses and see which one sticks. And I hear this all the time. You're just setting yourself up to fail. Now, if you really can't decide, and I'm saying now, just choose one, uh, here's a no-fail way to do it. Grab some tiny pieces of paper. Yeah, just grab an A4 sheet of paper and rip it up into eight. And write an idea on each piece of paper paper, whether it's for a new new product or a service or a new business or a completely different life direction. One idea per piece of paper. And now put them all, you fold them up if you want, but put them all in a hat or a tin or a jar or just toss them on the floor and pick one out. And you know what happens when you do that? You'll pull one out and you'll go, oh yes, that's what I'm going to do. And then my advice is to focus on that idea take action on it for a minimum of three months, ideally 12 months. Now, in the event that you pull an idea out and you go, oh, oh, and you feel in your body that sense of disappointment, well, there you go. There's clarity right there. So what I suggest you do then is to put that one aside and draw again. Now, I know some of you are thinking, what if I draw them out and don't like any of them? And I say to you, dig deeper into your soul and write out some more things and just pick one and then revise again or ask yourself the question, what are you afraid of? What are you not giving yourself permission for? And why aren't you in touch with your desires? And that's really how to get clarity. Now, I want you all to join my Lead Your World Entrepreneurs because I know we will help you get that clarity and take action on it. We just spent two weeks doing my productivity cure, or as I like to say, leading our time in our open workshop. But how are you going to apply this to your business and lead your business and all the other aspects of leading yourself, like leading your mind? Now, the ultimate way to get clarity and to take action on that clarity is to join my Lead Your World Entrepreneurs. It's now open for registration because we've just spent two weeks doing the Productivity Cure as an open workshop, which I like to call Lead Your Time. But how are you going to now lead your business? The next phase, how are you going to go deeper and broader on that? And all the other aspects of leading, like lead your mind and lead your brand and lead your marketing and lead your team. And what's your strategy for the stage of business that you're at? So if you go to the show notes, there is a link there for you to join right now. You can join anytime because it's a circular program that takes a year and you can come in at any point. So you might want to listen to this episode again and take notes on how to get clarity. So I invite you to dive in and let me know how you go, what came up for you. What are you now going to give yourself permission around? What are those desires that you're not quite uh, confident to own? I'd love to know. See you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, Go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out.
And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast. Because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.